0: Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome, all of you, Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, it's okay, you're addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher, and I'm a Dynasty freak. I love the NFL. I love watching every game, every week. I love drafting, trading, scouting, managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty. This is our weekly Waiver Wire podcast, just a short podcast to get you ahead of your teammates or your uh, opponents, rather, get your team ahead of your opponents in your leagues. As far as I know, this is the only podcast in the Dynasty realm that actually does a Waiver Wire show. And so a reminder, I'm talking about waiver wires for leagues that are true dynasty leagues, meaning I'm in 10 to 12 team leagues that roster 27 to 30 players. So we're talking about 300 to 324 players are already on rosters. So if you're in a true dynasty league, uh, this is the waiver wire show for you. Let's talk about some quarterbacks, running backs, receivers and tight ends that you might consider picking up uh, before your waiver wires, uh, waivers get processed this week. We'll start with quarterback. Uh, last week, I mentioned Joe Flacco and C.J. Bethard. I see that Bethard's still out there in a lot of leagues, um, probably because people know that he's not a long-term solution there. But certainly in two quarterback leagues, you should grab him. I only have one quarterback this week. Uh, this week, I'll list Chad Kelly for Denver. Uh, the fact is that Case Keenum's just not getting the job done, and nor is Vance Joseph, uh, the Denver coach. And so I think the coach and the quarterback may be on the hot seat already. Uh, Kelly played fantastic during the preseason, like easily outproducing um, Paxton Lynch and pushing him out, winning the number two role. I remember during the preseason, he looked awesome. And I added him to several of my rosters during the preseason at that time. But when it came down to those kind of final cuts that you have to do before your dynasty season kicks off, he was kind of a casualty and was cut in most of those, uh, well, in all those situations for me. But know that I did add him during the preseason. And I think it's worth adding him again. Speculative, if you have someone you could drop just to add him in the hopes that he'd get a chance to prove something and maybe be a long-term solution for Denver. Case Keenum is also much older. If Chad was to win the job, he could be there for a long time uh, to come. If you remember, he was actually highly thought of in the draft process, but it was some character issues that made him Mr. Insignificant, the last player drafted uh, in the NFL draft. But, um, it seems like his character type of issues, whatever they were, have really been cleaned up at Denver. Nothing like that's reemerged. And so Chad Kelly might be someone to pick up. Running backs this week, it's pretty thin. Um, uh, we've been pretty uh, lucky with not a ton of running back injuries. And besides the fact that we always stack our rosters with running backs in case there are injuries, so the waiver wire is pretty thin, at least in the the leagues that I'm a part of. I'll just suggest one, though. I'll suggest Kyle Juszczyk. Um I never would have thought to suggest like a fullback type of back like this, um, but I started looking, and in, in my half-point PPR league, he's the number 42 uh, running back right now. So he's already nearing the top uh, 36 as a number 42. Um, he already was their receiving back, their number one receiving back, because Breida, uh, though he was catching the ball a little bit more compared to last year, uh, has still hasn't done great, and Alfred Morris can't catch. And now Breida got injured. So he was previously averaging three targets per game through the first four weeks, but you saw that once Brita went down this week that then they really made an effort to get, use check the ball much more often. In fact, he caught seven balls, or was targeted seven times, caught six of them for 75 yards. So I believe this is going to continue to happen. Uh, we know Shanahan's one of the best at kind of scheming open open guys. We also know so far that bethard has been one of the top quarterbacks as far as uh, smallest average depth of target, like he just checks down a ton. And so use probably going to be, uh, the beneficiary. He might even be their third down back moving forward. So I think I'm going to try to pick him up in one of my, um, PPR leagues. Let's move to receivers. Uh, last week I listed Rashad Higgins and Willie, and Willie Sneed. I see that they're available in most of my leagues still, so you can go grab them. Higgins did finally get a touchdown this week and look good playing with Mayfield. Although, uh, he did, uh, get injured. It looks like it's an injury that's going to keep him out for a couple weeks, but, uh, uh, Callaway keeps dropping the ball like crazy there, so Higgins might uh, earn and keep the number two receiving role there uh, when, when he comes back from his injury. As far as the guys that I didn't list last week but did list this week, I'm going to list three. Uh, one is Chad Williams from Arizona. I was actually surprised to see him available in one of my leagues. Last week I did kind of a quick search for him because I would have listed him as, as a pickup for last week. But I uh, just neglected it. I didn't realize that there was actually one of my leagues where someone dropped him. Most people who had Chad Williams really held on to that stock. like They didn't want to drop him. They were still hopeful, and they they kept him uh, all this time. But I did see in one of my leagues someone dropped him. he did well. I mean, he seems to have some sort of a connection with with Rosen. Uh, two weeks ago, he threw him a, a TD. It was really two TDs because one got called back. Um, but they seemed to have a solid connection. This week, he didn't get a touchdown, but he was targeted six times. Um, and it's it's sad to say, but it looks like Fitzgerald. This really could be the last year for him. This is kind of a rebuilding team in Arizona. They're not looking good offensively, obviously. It may be time just to really focus on uh, Christian Kirk and Chad Williams as the receivers to carry the load um, in the years to come with a nice young quarterback in Rosen. So I would pick up Chad Williams if someone else dropped him in your league. This next receiver, I love it, Uh, David Moore in Seattle. Here's why I love it. I actually added him in several several of my leagues last week. Um, Like late in the week, I think it was on Friday afternoon, I said, uh, I'd heard some reports that he was really earning the number three job there. I loved watching him in in the preseason. He was incredible, made so many athletic catches and and just played so well that I added him in several of my leagues during the preseason. But again, he was kind of one of those casualties. I had hoped that he would have earned the uh, the third receiver role. And of course, with Baldwin's injury, could even get more play time. So he didn't didn't get to do that in the preseason, but now five weeks into the season, it seems like he has earned that number three receiver role. He played in, I think, 52% of the snaps last week and uh, caught two touchdowns. And I know everyone's going to be running to the waiver wire in my leagues to pick him up, but guess who already has him? That would be me. <laughs> he was an incredible uh, spark score. Uh, had an incredible spark score. And uh, Seattle, that's one thing I love about one of the things I keep in in uh, mind when I'm doing my fantasy uh, dynasty when I have my kind of dynasty rankings and thinking about dynasty is I put a lot of stock into teams that have shown that they know how to find guys like this and if there's one team you can point to it would certainly be um, Seattle who just finds these undrafted free agents and makes them into stars and they have a knack for it and so I'm going to believe both in David Moore and the spark score I'm going to believe in uh, Seattle's ability to find what they're looking for there uh, third receiver that I'd mention is Equinemius St. Brown, let's just call him ESB for short. Uh, while definitely Marquez Valdez Scantling uh, received, uh, was picked up and or was already rostered in all of my leagues, I, I was shocked to see that ESB wasn't. Um, I never had him in any of my leagues uh, as far as didn't draft him in any of my leagues. But I do know that almost everyone who drafted him, when it came time to those final roster cuts before the season started, they let him go. And so ESB is available in all of my leagues right now, and I'm sure he's going to be one of the top guys that's picked up this week. Um, Scantling had you know a little bit more of a connection, and he had you know the seven catches, 68 yards, and a TD. But ESB did well also. In his first game of action, he got five passes for 89 yards. I know that Allison's concussion, he's going to probably come back probably even this week. I'm not so sure about Cobb, though. These guys, I think, could actually beat out Cobb. I believe that, that Green Bay is just kind of getting tired of Cobb. Uh, the season's looking pretty poor for Green Bay. Everyone, everyone could turn something around, of course, but it could be that they're kind of this team that's in catch-up mode often like this, and all these receivers are going to get some time. Uh, we're talking dynasty, though, right? So even if uh, ESB is buried a little bit, he showed well enough in his first game to show that, that he's going to be one of the guys that can really make this roster in the years to come. So pick him up and add him. Let's move on. Lastly, to tight ends. Uh, last week, I listed Nick Vanette, Ky- Tyler Croft, and Rhett Ellison. I see that the net is still available in most of my leagues, so you might take a grab, uh, try to grab him up. If if you're in the tight end woes, this has been the, the season of tight end woes, right? Like Most of the guys that I've been putting on these wires for tight end have been due to injury, and so we've got just so many injuries at tight end. I know I've got a, a league where I've got four tight ends, and two of them are on IR right now, and the third isn't playing very well, so these are guys that I would definitely consider. Uh, the first is Jeff Swain from Dallas. Um, I don't think this is a long-term solution, um, but if you're one of those guys who has all these injuries, then Swain could help you. Um, he only caught three balls, but they did turn into 55 yards. What I did like, though, in watching the Cowboy game, was he was the first read in several of these uh, receptions that he had, like the, the plays were designed for him. And so when you see that Dallas has seen something in him, enough to design plays for him, including um, some red zone targets uh, last week, and the fact is that Dallas' receivers are so bad, he might be their best (laughs) red zone threat. So uh, Swain is worth picking up this week. And the last one is Niles Paul from Jacksonville. So Paul stepped up after Austin Safarian Jenkins, uh, we'll just say A.S.J., <laughs> went down with a season injury, season-ending injury, on Sunday. So he's going to be Jacksonville's new starting tight end. Uh, he did well in Game One, though it was a lot of kind of the Bortles garbage time that we're used to seeing. But that's what Bortles does. He's the he's the garbage man. So the garbage man can produce. And help with the tight end. I did like overall, even in the games when Jacksonville's done well and aren't trailing and kind of doing garbage time, still ASJ was a big part of their offense. And so I don't think they're going to change that drastically just because it's Niles Paul now. I think that they do want to target their tight end in certain situations. And so Paul did well in Washington whenever he had to step in when Jordan Reed was injured. I know if you've been playing Dynasty very long, you've probably picked up Paul uh, when Reed has been injured. So he's got some skills and can do well. I assume that he'll do well in Jacksonville now that he'll be the starting tight end for them uh, for the remaining part of the year. I'm going to pick one of these two guys up in my leagues where I'm hurting at tight end. All right, so this is your waiver wire uh, tips for this week. Go out there and pick up some guys and get ahead of your teammates, your league mates rather, and uh, we'll call this a week. So thanks so much, uh, Dynasty friends, for joining me. Uh, Make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at DynastyFreaks.com. Until next time. Let's go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin.